Amen. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. You see that there are some empty spaces. That means some of your people are still traveling. We need to be make sure we pray to God and ask the Father to bless our members with traveling graces to get back home. And of course we have the Chiefs plan today too. So I want to talk about one of the things that gets people in trouble is they don't understand that the main thing you want is a personal relationship with God. Personal. And sometimes you think that you know him through what you've read and heard, but that's, it's got to be deeper than that. Personal means personal. And so a lot of times people come to church and they see someone else or hear them speak and how they use the scriptures and they think that that person really knows God. You can know the scriptures and even have a degree in theology. Doesn't mean you know him, it just means you know of him. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. And then you can, uh, there are people who may not know all of the scriptures and the books and all that stuff, but have a closer relationship with him. To make it clear with you, have you ever uh, thought you knew somebody and you found out you didn't know them, you just knew of them? Well. I remember years ago when I was, I think, uh, in high school, and there was a little girl called Marcia Young. She was my first little sweetheart in my heart. My, listen to what I'm saying, my first little sweetheart. Stay with me. And uh, uh, I was just, you know, when you're young, you, you, you know, them butterflies get in your stomach and all that kind of stuff goes on, mm. you know. And, and so I just knew that, uh, that Marcia Young and I were going to live and enjoy life and get married and have children and all of these things. And uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, I was close to her. Unfortunately, she really didn't know that that was my plans. She, 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 she knew me, but she didn't understand, you know, and I thought because she was being nice to me that she knew my plans, right? You know how when you're 14, 15 years old, right? You ain't. And uh, when I found out that she wasn't looking at me, she was looking at one of my friends. And there was a song that Ray Charles had out. You don't know the one who loves you. Remember that? But you think you know him. My little heart was just broken because I thought she felt the same way about me as I felt about her. And you can get that confused sometimes. That person knows you, may know of you, but they don't really know what you're feeling. And some of you have been there, you just didn't know it. But anyway, you've been there. Well, sometimes you can walk with somebody and be around somebody and still not know who that person really is. That's right. Does that make sense? And, and so you can come to church and read your Bible and do all of these things and know of God, but not know him. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And so sometimes some of you look at me, you're embarrassed because you can't interpret the scriptures like you hear some of your friends interpret it or some of the people on your job talking about the scriptures and breaking them down and you think that they really know God. No, you may know God more than they know God. They just know more of him than you do. Does that make sense? There are people who go to church and have been in church all their lives that know him. I mean, I mean that know of him, but don't know him. Do you understand? And so in Matthew 16, 13, and 17, uh, through 17 in the message, we're going to talk about that because there's two things I want you to get from this lesson. Your personal relationship with God is the most important thing you'll ever have. That's knowing him. Not how many scriptures you can quote or how many Bibles you have. Do you understand what I'm saying? So y'all not getting that. In other words, you can marry, be married and not go home. Well, You can go to church and not belong to God. That's right. You can go to church and not know him. So we need to quit this thing of thinking what we know of is what we know him to be. Because that's a personal thing. And I've said it in church a lot of times, and people don't get it. There are people in this congregation that might know God better than me. They may not know of him as much as I do, because they don't read and study and do the things that I have to do, but they know him because they have a better relationship with him. And that makes the people get nervous when a pastor says that there can be people in your congregation that have a better relationship with you than God. There's a whole lot of people in congregations that's got better relationships with God than pastors. Are you lost your mind? Right. You, you understand? Right. Do you know what I'm doing now? What I'm doing now is not coming from the spirit of love. Guess where it's coming from? The anointed spirit of wisdom. This is what I'm anointed to do. It has nothing to do with my relationship. This is what, this is what I'm anointed to do is to teach. Do you understand? Fortunately for you all is it took me a while, years after pastoring, years after pastoring to get to know him. Well. See, I pastored a long time and knew of him, but didn't really know him. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not embarrassed about that. I know some guys that were closer to him than I, than I was or ever would be until I get to heaven that didn't even know him. Here we go. It says in verse 13 that when Jesus arrived in the villages of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, what are people saying about who the Son of Man is? So he's asking his disciples, you all been around town, you've been around, uh, what, what, what are, and, and King James says, who do they say the Son of Man is? Who do they say I am? So, I mean, surely you would ask the disciples, you know, they, they, they know him, and so he's asking them to, what are people saying about me? All right? They replied, some think he is John the Baptizer. Well, well, see, some think you John the Baptist. John the Baptizer. Now, these are people who were looking at Jesus and seeing what he was doing, and some thought he was John the Baptist. Okay? Some say Elijah. Some say Elijah the prophet. Some Jeremiah. And some say Jeremiah. Or one of the other prophets. Or one of the other prophets. So all these people that were hearing him, that was around him, I mean, they, they didn't know really who he was. They were comparing him with people they know. Do you understand? I'm going slow so you can get it. Do you understand? They were comparing him with people they know, all right? He pressed them. And how about you? Yeah, so he kept pressing them. He said, how about you? Now, isn't that something that Jesus talked Now he's talking to his disciples who had been walking with him all of these three years. Well, what do you, who do you think I am? All right? 
The Bible says, who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. Simon Peter said, you're the Christ. Well, uh, the, mm. Simon the Peter says, you're the Christ. I'm going to stop him here a minute. And the King James says they got confused. They really didn't know that. Well, well, you, you know, well, Simon Peter says, you are the Christ. And if I keep saying something, I'm used to the King James a little bit, but I'm trying to make this point. They said, you are the Christ. Now, only, now listen, there was 12 of them there, but only one, only one of them recognized who he really was. Isn't that something? There's 12 people there, and only one recognized who he was. I'm going someplace with this. You going with me? All right, here we go. He says, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now, Peter says, you're the Christ, the, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now, listen to me. Now, what is Jesus going to, where did he get that? Did he read that somewhere? Did somebody tell him that? So where, where did Peter come up with, you're the Son, the Christ, the Son of the living God? Where did he get that from? All right? Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get the answer out of books or from teachers. He says, so a way to bless you, Simon Peter. You didn't get this from books. And you didn't get this from teachers. All right? My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. See, the only person that could give you this is my Father in heaven, God himself, could reveal to you who I really am. King James says the Spirit reveals to him who he was. So here, here's, here's the key to what I'm trying to say. See, sometimes people, you're in too many books. Yeah. Some, you know, folks got too many, they learn, they know too much. You know, sometimes you can know too much. I mean, you can read too much, study too much, and know too little. And so, so he's saying to them and, and the, hear that, no, 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 no. He said, no, no, you can't get this from books. You can't get this from teachers. Uh, only my father can reveal to that. This is, let me tell you something. Here. Right now, as you sit there, the Holy Spirit can reveal to you who God really is. Do you understand? It, a preacher can preach all day. A teacher can teach all day. They can teach you knowledge. Remember, where does knowledge come? From books and personalities. They can give you the knowledge, but a personal relationship with God can only reveal to you as a person from God himself. Today would be the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the only one that can really tell you who God really is in your personal life. That's why we say we want to take Jesus Christ as our what? Personal. Our personal life, our personal Lord and Savior. It's a personal thing. And we understand person. So if it's a personal thing, personal thing, excuse me, then God can meet you where you at. That's right. You ain't got to have all these degrees. No, you don't have to have all these. See, come on, some of y'all don't get it. How many people in here don't raise your hand? There are some people in here over 60, okay? You remember when you went to church, uh, our parents didn't have all this education that they have now and all this theology that they have now and all of these phones that these people are pulling up information. And they knew more about, they had a better relationship with God than some of us will ever have. You see, they just believed God for where God was at. All right. You, you understand what I'm saying? So uh, uh, look at me. Quit measuring your faith and your relationship with God up to other people's. You see, do you understand? Do you feel better about yourself now? You ain't supposed to know as much. You don't supposed to know as much. I like to know what Pastor Fields knows. You don't need to know what Pastor Fields knows. You just need to know God for yourself and who he is. Pastor Fields is giving you life lessons to teach you how to live the life that God has called you to live. You see? Do you understand? I'm just here to introduce you to him. But it's your personal relationship you have 
with him. And now in the book of Ephesians, because this will be a short message, the book of Ephesians will teach you, and Paul does a prayer in here. This is really a prayer that he does that I pray for this church. I want my people, whether you're a visitor here this morning, or whether you're a church member, or somebody that comes every Sunday that's not a church member, what I want you to do, because it ain't about Christ Temple North. Now, he ain't going to call all Christ Temple North members come up. No, this is going to be an individual thing. That's right. You see, and you want to know him as an individual. Because he, he knows what you need in your life. He knows how much you need. He knows all the where's and the where you need to be and the plans that he has for you, okay? Now, what I want to talk about this morning is, uh, and I, I, I sound like I'm all over the place, and I'm wanting to be, the only way that you can get that kind of relationship with God is to have a spiritual revelation. Say that, a spiritual revelation. This is what Paul had. Excuse me, this is what Peter had. Peter had a spiritual revelation, and in that spiritual revelation, God identified himself to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? He didn't get it from a book. They didn't have a Bible then. He didn't get it from a book. He didn't get it. No, the Bible says he didn't even get it from other people, right? Because they didn't even know who he was. But what he done was he had a spiritual revelation that came from God that showed him and introduced him who God was in his life. That's right. And he'll do that same thing to you this morning. He will show you. Yes, he can. When you go home today or tonight you can sit by yourself and ask God to give you a spiritual revelation. He will give you a spiritual revelation to introduce himself to you. Because, see, where he needs to be in your life is not where he needs to be in my life. Right. You see, where he needs to be in Brother Cal's life is not where he needs to be in my life. We're talking past salvation now. We all need salvation. But he, we need plan. And through that, once you learn that and have a spiritual revelation, then God will start giving you spiritual revelations in his plan for your life. That's right. Because That's right. too many people get ahead of them. They get ahead of God. And when you get ahead of God, you're going to fail. Are you understanding me? That's right. So what, when I have a spiritual revelation, God gives me these spiritual revelations. He's letting me know, first of all, having that personal relationship with him. Then he takes control of my life, and then he tells me his plan for me. That's right. Because, see, nobody, look at, look at the person sitting next to you or anybody. Look, all right, let me tell you what they do not know. What they do not know is God's plan for you. That's right. Only God knows his plan for you, right? Do you understand? You see, my plan, the, you know, my, y'all know the first lady, right? Her name ain't Marsha Young. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? And we're glad that, you know, that, was, that was not God's plan, right? And, and once you get into this, like I'm saying, and start asking for spiritual revelations, he will help you raise your kids. He will help you direct your kids. Yeah, he will help you tell you what job you need. He will tell, yes, he will. He'll tell you even what zip code you need to be in. That's right. But it's got to come through wisdom and spiritual revelation. Remember last week, pastor talked about wisdom. Wisdom come, he talked about two types of wisdom. Let me get, catch you up on it. There's one type of wisdom, and James talks about that everybody ought to pray for. That is, that is the wisdom that will help you in your life affairs. Say that, life affairs. Right? But then there's another wisdom that Paul tells us that people have, which is an anointing. That's different. Everybody doesn't have that. That wisdom teaches us and shows us through spiritual revelations, right, the future. 
Does that make sense? That's right. So I need both wisdoms, and God has blessed me with the spirit of wisdom. Most people say that. That's why I'm a life lessons pastor. I'm not a theologian. I'm life lessons is how I do it. And the reason I do it this way, okay, look at me. They're getting their something together over there. Uh, you see, so what we're trying to do is have a spiritual revelation to have a better relationship with God. When I have a better relationship with God, then God is going to give me my plans, and his plans will put me where I need to be. Because some of you sitting in here, now don't be, let me skip over that one because you'll be trying to go to divorce court or something. But anyway, some of you in here are doing, you own jobs that you don't like. Well, if you'd had that spiritual revelation, listen to me, and that God would have shown you what you needed to do and what you was called to do. Does that make sense to me? That's right. All right, so, so, but this is a prayer that Paul does for the church, and this would be the same prayer that I would want for our church, okay? In Ephesians 1, Paul starts off in verse 15 and says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord, Jesus, and your love for all God's people. And so this, this, he says, it's a good church. Now, I want you to stay with me. This is a good church. He's saying this is the good thing. He says, I've heard about your love for God, and I've heard about your faith and your love for all people, because that's what we try to do here, isn't it? We try to love. This, this morning, and I'm a, uh, this morning when I was praying, I was not praying for Christ Temple North. I can't imagine, listen to what I'm saying, I can't imagine 300 people getting shot down and killed and murdered in a mosque. That should bother us all. Yes. Not because, no, no, I don't, yes, I prayed for them and, and I don't know that much about what they are about. Do you understand? But I know that innocent people were killed praying to, you know, to Allah or to God. They just don't believe in Jesus as the Messiah. So my heart was, I had love for those people in my heart and I could not help but to pray for those people. And so Paul is telling these people, he's saying, for this reason, ever since I've heard about your faith in the Lord, Jesus, and the love for all people. Now, remember, Pastor Fields has taught y'all, there ain't nothing on the other side of all. That's right. That's right. And the Bible says all people. All right? He says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And, and he said, I just thank God for you. And this is what we want to be. He says, I just thank God for you. I remember you in your prayers. He loves this church, and he's thanking God for the love that this church has. Does this church, Christ Temple North, have a lot of love for people? That's right. All right. And God is, is remember now, God's love is heart to heart, breast to breast. It's for real. All right? it's, it's, love, it's love when you're up. It's love when you're down. That's right. All right? He says, I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ. But still, but still in his prayer, he still asks. Remember now, they're a loving church. They're a church with a lot of faith. But he's still asking them something. God, something for them. The glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And he's saying that God the Father, the, the God the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom and revelation so you get to know who better. You want to really know God? Read your Bible. Listen to me. Look at me because I don't want to get it wrong. You need to read your Bible. Right. And you need to do all of those things. You really want to know God? asked him to give you a revelation of who he is in your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Does that make sense? Because, see, sometimes you can get confused here, all right? Because if you don't understand some of the these and that, but there's no confusion when God reveals to you who he wants to be in your life. I'm talking about past salvation now. We all know he's the Savior. The, the question is this morning, do you know God's plan for you? And the only way you'll know God's plan for you is you'd ask him to give you wisdom and revelation 
so he can direct you where you need to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, to, and, and, it will, and it will help you to know him better. If you want to know God better, ask him who he is. Well, Ask him who he is. Say, God, get on your knees in, to, uh, today and say, God, give me a spiritual revelation of who you really are and who you want to be in my life and where you want to be in my life. That's right. Are you with me? And so this was a good church, but, but my prayer is the same prayer. You know, so I can know him better. I really want to know him better. And, and, and to know him better is, is to really know him where I need him in my life. Do you understand? I don't know how many of us are in here, but each one of us in here today need him in a different place in our life. That's right. You see, the thing that made me want to be more of a life lessons pastor here, look at me, is I was around all these Christians that were saved that were, no, and, and once I, I'm saved now, now what? Now what am I supposed to do now? Well, I know what the Bible, you know, they give you the Ten Commandments and all those, you know. I want to know him. What does it mean when I take Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? What that means is I need to know him better because a personal thing is a personal thing. You see, I would hope he's not the same. He's not the same to all of us in here because we all don't have the same needs. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That'd be like me asking him for energy, as hyper as I am. Wouldn't that be something? Mm. You, you get what I'm talking about? No, but we have, he wants to know you as an individual. That's right. He wants to love you as an individual. He wants you to get to know him as an individual. Am I making any sense to anybody in here? This is where it's, quit being shamed. See, sometimes we get shamed, we shame ourselves because we're trying to get something out of books and classes, and we can't get it. No, it's not for you because it's not for everybody. This is for everybody, is to know him personal. When you get to know him personal, let me tell you, when you get to know him personal and really get to know God, I can be speaking up here and you can hear things that I didn't say. That's right. Because what he will reveal to you, what is being said, will affect you in your life where he wants it to be. Does that make sense? All right. Pastor, what we're talking about is that revelation. And a revelation is an act of disclosing or discovering to others what was before unknown to them. See, a revelation is, you know, I used to walk around trying to figure it out. But when I have, listen to me, when I have that spiritual revelation to get to know God, he directs me now. You remember? Last Sunday I told y'all people praying, God guide my steps, and God is saying, Start, you ain't stepping. Well. You can't guide your steps if you ain't moving. Huh? First of all, I'm going to ask God to give me a... Let me tell you something. I don't have to ask God to guide my steps anymore. I ask God to give me a spiritual revelation, and he tells me the direction he wants me to go. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's read that again, please. Revelation is an act of disclosing or discovering to others. See, see, a revelation is an act of discovering to others. I am here to help you to understand when you have a spiritual revelation and you get to know God better, you're going to discover some things about yourself you like and some things you don't like. But one thing about it, the things you don't like, God, through that spiritual revelation to get to know him, will tell you how to get rid of those things that are not of him. That's right. Because, see, some people are worried about things that ain't on God's agenda. That's a church doctrine. Boy, you got y'all know what church doctrine is? That's when a bunch of men and women sit down and figure out something, put it together, and send it into the government, and they sign it, and you got a church. That's how it works, all right? So a church doctrine, we ain't in the church doctrine. I'm not a church doctrine guy, right? I am a God guy. I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I believe in the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Of course, I believe in salvation. But here's what we're talking about here. You need to discover something you didn't discover. Guess who helped you discover that? When you get to know God, you're going to discover something about yourself that you're going to discover something I call Poe. Say, what is that, Pastor? Potential. So anyway, so you, you see, so you discover these things about yourself. You, when you get to know God and God reveals some things, you'll discover how beautiful you really are in his eyesight. And it shouldn't matter to anybody else. That's right. About anybody else. That's right. Sometimes when you get to know God, you discover yourself and your self-worth. Am I doing all right here? That's right. All right. It's also an act of revealing or communicating divine truth. So God will give you divine truth. He, the only way you can know a divine truth is through spiritual revelation. Because Satan has been talking to you the same time God talks to you. But when you find a divine truth, God really tells you. See, see, some people have lived their whole life insecure. All right? Insecure That's right. That's right. because of what somebody else has said about them or what they've read about themselves. All right? But when you come to God, he gives you that spiritual revelation. You'll discover how special you really are. Does that make sense? Do you, here, can I say this, and y'all going to be all right? You going to come back next Sunday? Yeah. All right, because I can make it clear. Just, you know, if I read a book, then I'm going to look at the percentage of how many African-American men are not taking care of their families. Hmm. But if I get a spiritual revelation, I know how many African-American men have the potential to do all of this. And I can be one to do that, right? I could have copped out and got over here with my majority. Yeah. But I want to be in the minority. And the only way I can be in the minority is what? Is to have a spiritual revelation and have God to reveal to me who I am in him, not the color of my skin and what the statistics say. Did somebody say anything about me, man? That's right. And that's what we need to understand. We need to quit to listening to the media. Come on, women. Then we need to quit listening to the media and start listening to the divine spirit. And divine spirit will reveal some things to you that's unbelievable that you'll know about yourself. I don't care about my ancestors. They got this ancestor thing. No, no, no. I, that's, that, what, what makes the difference where I came from? It's where I'm going that's the most important thing to me. That's right. You, that's you right. see what I'm talking about? Right. Now, now, y'all go ahead and look up your ancestors, but you see what I'm talking about here. You see? Because, see, my ancestor, my ancestor was there when God said, let there be light. That's the one I'm supposed to interested you understand what I'm saying? And so, you know, my DNA is a different DNA. It is the blood of Jesus Christ, all right? Even though we can look up our ancestors. I'm making a point here. You see, quit listening. Ladies, quit listening to the statistics. Do you understand? If I would have listened to the statistics, I was supposed to have been dead, what, 20 years ago? Uh, 17 years ago, I'm supposed to have been dead, right? I look pretty alive this morning, don't I? Amen. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? But God gave me a spiritual revelation that I knew this, and I've told you all this, that he said he would not start a work that he would not finish. And, and, and so that means y'all ain't finished yet, so i got to keep working. So some of you stay there, right? So like, <laughs> you, see, you see, you got to understand that. And I'm trying to get you, I'm, I'm trying to build you up through the scriptures to get a better relationship with God, and God will do the rest of the building. The difference between him and I, I'm just speaking words, he's got the ingredients that will help you to grow strong men and women of God. Do you understand that? But you've got to have that spiritual revelation, that divine revelation. That's All right. right? That's right. Paul continued to pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope 
to which he has called you. So the eyes of your heart, heart. your heart may be enlightened. It is the heart that needs to see. You see, right. it is the heart that needs. Hey, you don't want to walk around with a blind heart. Because that'll get you in a whole lot of trouble. Amen. But it's the heart you need to see. He will open up the eyes of your heart. And God, God knows that we need that. We need that. Most of us have been hurt because we were blind in our heart. None of y'all been hurting here? Okay. Y'all some blessed people. All right. He says that the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people and his incomparably great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength. So what I can do is I got power and mighty strength. I'm going another way with that. Are you powerful this morning? If you ain't, you ought to be getting the spiritual revelation to ask God why. You see, we're supposed to be the quit Christians. We're supposed to be very powerful and mighty people right. in the Lord. That's right. You see, somebody's told you that you were weak. Why are you listening? Isn't it amazing that Pastor Fields can be up here, read it, and give you a message, and you can walk out, and he knows what he's talking about, and you can walk out of here, and some idiot can tell you something and take you right back down. Well... That's because, but when if you walk out here with the word of God and build up your faith and, and walk in the power and the might and the strength of God, you can't fall. Now, they can shake you up a little bit, harass you a little bit, but they can't take you down. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? Hold on to pray that the power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Now, listen, I'm going to make this very clear to you because some of you are looking. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that he has in you. That's right. That's right. That's how powerful you are this morning. That's why you can overcome. Yes, we can. We can overcome some things that other people can't overcome. Because, see, see, this thing, you can get that humble thing. You can get that confused. I'm a very humble man. But sometimes I have boast in the Holy Ghost. And I see the power of God moving in my life through the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? All right. Cancer will not take Pastor Fields out. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will be God saying, it's time. Because cancer doesn't have the power to take Johnny Fields out. It doesn't have the power. Right. It doesn't have the might. God, only God has that. You see, and he allowed me to show you all how his power and how his might can work in your life when everybody else counts you out. You see, I counted a privilege to be a three-time cancer survivor. What a privilege that is. Privilege, you see? Yeah, you know, 71, now from the Gospel of Johnny, and still cool. <laughs> do you understand what I'm mean? Loving life, That's living right. life. You can do that when you're fighting cancer, diabetes, sugar, whatever it is, but whatever you're fighting, and he can heal you from it, he'll give you the wisdom to tell you to diet, to heal your stomach, because some of you just need the wisdom and the spiritual revelation to quit eating sugar. But anyway, whatever you need to quit doing, yeah, he will. That's right. Yeah, he will. He tells us everything else. He tells us what to eat. That's right. Boy, when you talk about food, 
Well, folk got quiet up in here, right? Yeah, okay, God give me a spiritual revelation of what I know. And God can give you a spiritual revelation of physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Yes, he can. That's right. That's right. What do you need to be sitting in the church for? If God's not going to guide you in all the areas that we fall in. That's right. Isn't that right? Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially, these are the things that I need guidance in. Well, the Holy Spirit can reveal these things to me and direct me in the way I need to go so that I can be healthy in all those areas. All right. Again, that same strength that he used to raise Christ from the dead, he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked. Let me tell you something. You ought to want to hear this. This is the power that Jesus Christ has. Say, what does that mean to us, Pastor? You have the authority to use his name and have the same power. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you do. You know, Jesus really doesn't have to come and deal with demons, does he? No. Because who can? We can. We can. Uh, uh, didn't Paul and them do some healing? That's right. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. Did they get up and walk? Yes, Did demons flee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Teach. Didn't they do it? Teach. The same power that was in the raised Christ from the dead, the same power that set him on the right hand of the Father, is the same power we have the power of attorney to use today. That's right. So we ought to be some powerful men and women. That's right. Quit letting Satan steal your life. Are you? Let me say, let me start again. Quit letting Satan steal your life. He's lying to you. He has, no, he has no power over you unless you give him the power over you. He has no place in your life unless you give him space in your life. Do you understand it? The worst thing is a negative person. That's right. I can't stand being a coach and that just drives me crazy anyway. I can't stand negative people. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need to get ourselves together and start walking upright like Christians are supposed to upright in the might and the power of the Holy Ghost. That's right. Right? You understand? And we do that by spiritual revelation. God will tell you how to move Satan out of your life through a spiritual revelation. Right. He'll even tell you where he's at. Right? Paul said, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So that one to come, that means who? That's us. You're talking about not only then, but now. That's right. All right? And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. So Christ is head over everything for the church, and he empowered you to be in partnership with him. The church, he ain't talking about in, in here. He's talking about the body of Christ. All right? Which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. He feel, fulfills everything in what? In every way. In every way. Now listen to this here. When people come to me and say, I'm going to church, you know what I like to tell them? Well, that's too bad. You're supposed to be the church going, you the church. The church, I don't know about y'all, I ain't going to give you my address, but over at my house this morning, the church woke up. That's right. The church came. You see? We come into the assembly of this building, but we are the church. This building ain't got no power, but we do. That's right. You the church, so use the power that God has given the church. You see? Let me tell you, say, 
the church, the body of Christ, is to do the finished work. That's us, to do the finished work of Christ. He don't need to come here. That's what we're here for. Why would he give us the gifts of the Spirit? That's what they call the gifts of the Spirit, and he's going to use them. He gave us other sp- gifts of the Spirit for who to use them? For us to use them. You see, God shouldn't have to come down and feed me if I'm hungry. That's right. Surely somebody in here. You see? So we, we're relying too much on looking up instead of looking here. It's all right here in our hands. All right? You want to see beauty? Say, ask, say, Pastor, where's beauty at? Look in the mirror when you get home. That's right. That's right. Y'all ain't like y'all's pastor for real. I'm looking up here and, and thinking, yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm trying to get you to understand who you are in him. That's right. All right? And again, in verse 17 through 19 from The Voice, Thank you. Paul prayed it this way. God of our Lord Jesus the Anointed, Father of glory, I call out to you on behalf of your people. He's talking about us. This is a prayer right here. Give them minds ready to receive wisdom and revelation. And is your mind ready to receive wisdom and revelation? Pastor just gave you. He just gave you a revelation. And the revelation is that you're going to go home, you're going to do some praying and ask God to give you a revelation of who you are and so you can discover a brand new you. All right? Paul says, so they will truly know you. That's right. See, you can't know him Unless you get a spiritual revelation. Once you get introduced to him, he introduces you to you. Because his eyes can see what you can't see. That's right. That's right. He knows who he created you to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me tell you, there's some sad things that's happened to some of you all in here. But it's all in his plan. If you had allowed him to finish his plan, you'd have joy this morning. That's right. All right? His plan for me, and I'll use me, his plan for me was to be a showcase for the power of healing. That's why I'm a three-time cancer survivor. Had nothing to do with me. His plan for me was to show the people the, the power of God, that when they tell you that you ain't going to live but five more years, and you come back 20 years later, 20, 17 years later, still alive, that's his plan. So his plan was to showcase Pastor Fields, the Christ Temple North, to let people know that God has the last say, not doctors and not medication. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? His plan was to show some people in here that will say, man, that yes, you were an addiction. Yes, your life was full of hell. But look at you now. And you can, he showcases us and showcases some people in here that you have been delivered from all that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now, so some of you have been through some things where you need to thank God you have been through those things. That's right. So when he takes you through those things, he's taking you to somewhere. Does that make sense? All right. He continued to pray to open the eyes of their hearts. And again, we talk about open eyes of my heart. Heart. A blind heart is a, ooh, that can get you in a whole lot of trouble then you can't see things clearly in your heart and you let the wrong things in your heart and that's why your heart gets broken. Okay? And let the light of your truth flood in. Mm. Shine your light on the hope you are calling them to embrace. And sometimes when God's light shines in our heart, there are some things he says no to. One of the things that I needed for him to do is because I had ambition. And ambition is a good thing in the world, 
but not in the eyesight of God. God doesn't give you ambition. He gives you direction. That's right. Does that make sense? And ambition, sometimes you can have ambition and not be qualified, but direction from God and spiritual revelation, he qualifies you. That's right. All right, I'm getting tired now. We about through. That's good, but I'm tired. <laughs> All right, here we go. He prayed and said, reveal to them the glorious riches you are preparing as their inheritance. So, so listen to me. God is preparing glorious riches for you as your inheritance. Ain't that special? And I'm sitting like that. Ain't that special? You're special this morning. God's preparing some blessings and some riches for you. That's right. But you've got to stay on his path. Once you get off his path, you in the world, they give you what's left over. Hmm. All right. Let them see the full extent of your power that is at work in those of us who believe. So whose power is working in us? Not everybody in the church. His power is working in those that believe. That's right. If you believe, God's power works in you. Come on, people. God's power wants to work in you. But simply just believe. If you simply believe, you have God's power working in your life. And you can overcome anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. I, you can look at me. As what I'm telling you, God, if you listen to what I'm saying, this message, you probably need to look at it again on TV or whatever they do this thing on. This message is for you as an individual. God wants to work his power in you today. That's right. Give God, you've given, we've given everybody else an opportunity. Give him an opportunity to work his power in your life. There ain't nothing. You will, people will think you being arrogant, and you can say, no, I'm just boasting in the Holy Ghost. Because they're not going to understand it. They won't understand it because his power, when his power is working in your life, you become a new creature in Christ. I'm telling you what I know about. Everything becomes different. Your attitude becomes different. Your faith will take you to places that you think you've never been before. Doors will be open for you that were closed before. If you allow him a chance, give him a chance. That's all he's asking. That's right. All right. And he prayed that it be done according to your might and power. And he prayed. Yes, it's done. I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you how really your pastor believes in this. Take a deep breath. Just for one minute, I want you to think about asking God. Let's just do this. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as we finish this message, we finish this message that Paul done a prayer for the church. Pastor Fields is praying for everyone in the sound of my voice that you give them wisdom and spiritual revelation, that you touch their hearts and open their hearts and let the Holy Ghost, the light of the Holy Ghost shine in their hearts. And through this, that you educate them about you, introduce them to you, and that you introduce them to themselves. That every individual in this church will walk out of this church with a new mindset, that they want to have a closer relationship with you. They want to know you more with a deeper understanding in the calling that you've called them to do and for the plans that you have planned for them. We want to go on a new course 
We want to be on your course. We've been on our course too long. We've been on other people's courses too long. But today we submit to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, we're asking you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to reveal to us more about God and to reveal to us the plans that God has for us and give us the wisdom to fulfill those plans. And those plans, God's plans become a reality too. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we all pray, amen. All right. All right, all right, all right. There ain't nothing else that needs to be said. Ain't nothing else that needs to be done.